Coming up, what went wrong in the series against the Giants and what 12 pitchers should have been named to the NL All-Star Game? Ben Kaspik is here to join us and breaking it all down for you next. That is not the video. You are locked on Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked On Diamondbacks both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, the D-backs are coming off a very tough finale loss to the Giants, just a tough series overall. So, of course, We've been promising that he's going to come on the pod, and here he is, Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants. Let me get my name out of there. I don't think we've talked. We were saying before, you know, off air, I don't think we've talked since the roundtable, Ben. It's been a minute. How are you doing? It has been a minute. For me, it kind of somehow flew by, but, I mean, here we are more than halfway through the season. It, it's crazy. A baseball season is is so long, but also it kind of goes by fast. Yeah, I think just the pace of playing every day probably helps with that, uh, it, making it feel like it's going by a little bit quicker. But we're here today because, unfortunately, the D-backs, I mean, fortunate for you guys, you guys are probably happy over there. But us D-backs fans, sadly, we lost this series to the Giants. And that finale was just real tough if you're a D-backs fan. I mean, you've seen that story a lot this season. You've seen that story a lot the last couple of years where maybe you get a really good starting performance. You feel like your team is really close to victory. You're good. You're, you're clear through six, seven, sometimes even eight innings and then the bullpen comes in and they just absolutely blow it but even before the bullpen came in I just felt like Toy Lovello left Zach Gallon in the game a little bit too long and the Giants hitters were finally able to get him uh get to Zach Gallon in that seventh inning yeah and the Giants desperately needed it I mean they were a couple innings away from another series loss to Arizona and you know no offense it's just the reality Arizona a below 500 team and that has yeah. been a major theme for the Giants this year they've they lost both series that they played against the Reds they got swept by the White Sox they split against the Tigers they just have not really played well against sub 500 teams and to lose both series against Arizona would have been at home especially it just would have been tough and so it was it was really big for them because they've they've been like flirting with 500 so they're really trying to make a push and gain some separation from that 500 mark and they were able to do it a little bit today I've been talking on the pod recently about maybe the D-backs can go on like a little run and not become some great juggernaut team, but maybe play, you know, 500 baseball heading into the all-star break. Now that the lineup is fully healthy, you got your great defense behind your starting pitchers, but you look at it today, like Zach Gallen is great and Toy Lavelle just keeps him in a little bit too long. Like after he gives up that home run to Brandon Belt, I think in that seventh inning, like I'm probably pulling Zach Gallen after that moment because he's already at 90 plus pitches. He's already had a great game and then you let him stay in for a single and then a double after that. 
that. And then even the sack fly, like, I don't know, understand why Zach Allen was still in the game after all those base hits and home runs he's given up. And then after him, Joe Mantiply, who was just recently named to the All-Star game for the D-backs, I don't know what it is, but ever since he's been named an all-star, the Giants have had his number because the first game of the series, he almost blew it in that first game Um, because what's today? Wednesday. So Monday's game, he almost blew it. Thankfully, Noah Ramirez was able to get an inducing ground ball double play that was able to get them out the eighth inning jam. But even today, Joe Mantiply also gave up a home run to Wilmer Flores. Like, what is it about Joe Mantiply, I guess, that just seems that the Giants hitters like to see him in when he's in the ball game? And they did it to him last week. Exactly a week ago today, the D-backs, I think they were going for the sweep. And they had a four similar game to today. They had a 4 nothing lead in that game. And the Giants came back and Darren Ruff hit a pinch hit home run against Mantiply. And that was the first pinch hit home run of the year for the Giants, who set a major league record last year with 18 pinch hit home runs. And they, they didn't get their first until halfway through this season and then today Wilmer Flores that was also a pinch hit home run and so some of it is just like the Giants are due for a little little bit of success I mean due is kind of a funny thing but they're just bound these hitters Darren Ruff Wilmer Flores they hit left-handed pitching Diamondbacks fans are you know they they've seen Wilmer Flores up close in person he can run into one and so Mantiply is having a good year but it's just a little bit like Giants were just bound to to have some success in those types of situations. They just have not done it all year. Unfortunately for D-backs fans, fortunately for Giants fans, it kind of uh, came to fruition a little bit in the last week. Yeah, now the D-backs are kind of, they're not firm, but they're they're starting to try to separate themselves from the Rockies as the last place team in the NOS, which is not a good sign. I did not want to be in the, in the, you know, the basement of the NOS. I think I have a little season long bet with Paul Holden actually about which team is going to finish higher in the standings. Hopefully the D backs can climb out the cellar. But speaking of the Giants success or lack thereof this season, like what, what do you think has been the issue with the Giants? Because I haven't talked to you about that because, you know, coming into the season, I was a little bit lower on the Giants than maybe last season, just because we've talked about like no more bust Posey, Kevin, Gosman left of course Rondon came in to replace him and he's been great this season but also uh um also lost Chris Bryant which I thought was huge and then it just felt like last year you just got like basically career seasons out of guys like Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford even guys like Cueto and Evelyn Gore were pretty good so I basically felt like you got the very best version of what your team could have been last season I just felt like there was going to be some regression to the mean this year and maybe that's just what we're seeing um at least from my perspective that's what I felt like has happened to the Giants yeah, it's been that, but it's also been an unexpected, just terrible slide defensively. They just mm. have they've had like not just kind of lack of range or just uh, not being able to make a tough play, but like routine plays just messing them up in key situations and costing them games. And it has happened a lot and just at an alarming rate to the point where it's really cost them probably somewhere between five, maybe even 10 games this season. So they could be in a much better spot, I think, if they had just been able to play better defensively. And it showed up in, like, if you look at some of the pitchers, like Alex Cobb, just by way of example, he has some of the best, like, peripheral numbers, expected numbers in the game, and yet the ERA is, like, closer to five. And it's a lot of the... And Tyler Rogers is another example. These are guys who get a lot of ground balls, and they just have not been able to convert as many of them into outs as you would normally expect. And so 
Yeah, there's there's definitely some regression to the mean, but the thing is they won 107 games. And so I think we all knew that they can regress like significantly and still be like if you can win 92 to 94 games or something, you're still in a pretty good spot and you've you've lost 15 more games or so. And I think that was kind of the expectation, but in reality they've been more like a 500 team, so it's even more regression than expected and I really think we can attribute most of that to the defense which has legitimately been one of the worst few defensive teams if not the worst in all of baseball this year well is the defense worse this year is it because like the makeup of the team has changed with guys like Buster Posey leaving or have have God just like plainly regressed and they're just not as good as they were last year like what's been up with that yeah, it, that's what's frustrating and confusing about it in a way. I mean, look, it's an older roster, and so you kind of expect regression due to age with certain guys slower. like Brandon Crawford. Yeah, a little slower, a little less hand-eye coordination, whatever the case is. <laughs> yeah. It has really been like Brandon Crawford last year. He was really good defensively in his career. He's been really good mm-hmm. defensively. He was showing some signs of slowing down prior to last year, but then last year it just didn't show up. He was good. He was really good. But this year, he's been kind of a negative defensively, and he's not a guy you expect that from, except maybe when you look at how old he is. And Brandon Belt has been injured, and when he's been on the field, he hasn't quite been the same guy. He used to be uh, historically a very good defender as well. And it's just, it is really a lot of the same people. The catcher position has not really been the position where they've struggled defensively. I think Bart and the other catchers they've had have done a fine job there. So it's more... It's been everybody, like team-wide. Someone like Darren Ruff, you look at how big he is and you would think he's not a good defensive player, but he actually was for the Giants for the first couple years he was here. But this year, he's played like he looks. No offense to Darren Ruff, but he's like a big guy and he plays the outfield some and he just he looks slow and... uh it's he looks like a plotter, of, basically. Yeah, and it's it's almost like just luck and randomness in a way because it seems like a lot of balls that that are hit to them are hit like right to that range where they can't quite get there. And so it ends up like a lot of just kind of close borderline plays, but also just kicking the ball around, just like mm. boneheaded, like throw air, air mailing throws, just everything you can imagine. It's just been sloppy and ugly but it has tightened up in the last week or so so hopefully that can they can keep that going because if they don't they it's hard to win when you're giving away like five extra outs every game which was really what it seemed like for a long stretch of time yeah because i want to ask you what you think the giants chances are of making the postseason in pursuit of winning a championship ring but speaking of rings ben caspic do you know where the best place to purchase a ring is BlueNile.com because of the convenience of doing it online for me is the game changer. That's right, Ben. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bent jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind, just like her. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. 
Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. All right, Ben Caspic, I want to ask you about the postseason. But before we get there, I first want to ask you, do you have any uh, – I feel like you probably don't, but how do you just feel about Chris Bryant so far in Colorado? Do you have any regrets about him leaving? Do you wish he was still in this lineup? Because I know it's been a up and down for him over there. Him specifically, probably not, just because of it definitely has been a, a struggle with, with the injuries. He missed a lot of time with that back injury. And that's the thing. He's kind of become – a player you worry about injuries with over the mm-hmm. last few years. He's had knee problems. He's had back problems. And I, he's turned it on since coming off the injured list. Uh, he's currently on the, I think, paternity list. But he he was pretty good since coming off. Uh, certainly some star talent offensively in the middle of this lineup. When you lose a Posey, you lose a, a Bryant, who they acquired at the deadline, would be nice. But I, I'm not sure he's the one guy... I'm focused on particularly given the contract he got, which was what seven years, 182 million or something. It was I a think. lot. Yeah, yeah. And, cause he, this is something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but he was so bad defensively for the giants. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like outs above average and all that, he was like by far their worst defensive player last year. And he didn't play a lot. Like, you know, he was only there a couple months and yet he accumulated more, negative outs above average than anybody else on the team and so a guy who's who's big and kind of dealing with back and knee issues and was already struggling defensively he's not the guy for me but you know it is nice to have kind of that big name in the middle of your lineup even so and and the Giants do miss that a little bit yeah and you signed Jock Peterson for like uh, what five percent of that deal and he's been way better than better. Chris Bryant yeah. so far this year. So I think you've actually won that, you know, transaction losing um Chris Bryant and gaining Jock Peterson. It's kind of funny though you haven't had the addition by subtraction when it comes to the defense though, considering no. how bad uh Chris Bryant was. Could have been worse, I guess. Yeah, it could have been worse, but um how do you feel about this Giants team overall? I mean, I've heard you talk a lot, you know, today about how their defense has been bad, but are you where's your confidence level, I guess, of them actually making the postseason? Because this is still a pretty good roster. They still know how to win games. And coming off the season that they had last year, I still feel like there should be some built in equity in terms of them making the postseason. Yeah, I feel kind of on the fence about whether or not they're going to make the postseason. And I think that's probably reflected in the prop in the actual statistical probability of it. Uh, because right now they're two games back, and so it's it's hard to say when you're currently out of the picture, two games back at the last spot. And um, something that raised my confidence level about will they make it or not is yesterday their president of baseball operations met with the media and said that if they're in a position where they're right there or a couple games back, they are a team that they feel like they want to push their chips in mm. as opposed to selling if you're just a couple games out of a playoff spot and so they've been known to make a significant acquisition whether it's chris bryant or whoever it may be i think that they've massively underperformed their talent and by massively i'm not saying this is a 107 win team but 
are they a 90-win team? I think that they can be, certainly. But they haven't played like that so far. And 90 wins isn't that great. And I think they could even be a little bit better than that, uh, given that they're currently only, whatever they are, 45 and 42 or something. Yeah, Uh, and considering the Blue Jays just fired their manager for a team that's like four games above 500 and would be in the postseason if the season ended today, like I guess that's not good enough to keep your job anymore. So maybe Gabe Kapler has to put a little uh, pressure on. I was surprised by that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like a a lot of people around here talk about how they didn't do enough to get like the star talent that was out there. And it's a fair criticism because they didn't their payroll didn't go up coming off the season that they just had and their payroll is kind of a little bit above average but it's nothing crazy it's nothing like the Dodgers it's not even close to the Padres and you had all this star talent available Bryant among it among them and Trevor Story and Simeon and Seager and all these guys they didn't get any of them like you said they got Peterson and he's been very good and Carlos Mm -hmm. Rodon has been very good but the Blue Jays I just have to say They've got the star talent, and it doesn't necessarily lead to a great record. They've got, you know, young impact talent. They've got Gosman as well. Mm-hmm. Look at the Angels. They've got Trout and Otani, and they can't win. And so it kind of takes a whole roster. You you need depth. You need platoon advantages, and you need star talent. Yeah, but, unless you're the Dodgers where star every position. And that, that kind of changes the formula a little bit. If you're like, oh, I just got MVP at, you know, four different spots in my lineup, that probably changes things a little bit. But if you think about it, before they got Betts and Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman, they were still really good and they were mm-hmm. kind of a homegrown yeah. team with Bellinger and Seeger and Bueller and Kershaw and uh Kenley Jansen, you know. Yeah, they got Urias. Urias, yeah. Bueller, I don't know if you said him already, too. Yeah, so they're built from the ground up, and I think that that's important to keep in mind. They're not just a team that is, is built through free agency at all. They're really kind of foundationally built on their farm system. Yeah, that's which, kind of the thing about the Dodgers that sucks. Like, It's not only that they could go out there and get any free agent or pull off any trade that they want. It's also that they have this incredible farm system that allows them to pull off these trades and stuff. And they actually, when those guys get called up, it's not like the Yankees where you're waiting on the Clint Frazier's for eight years to materialize. No, when the Dodgers call these guys up, they turn into the Will Smiths where they're like the best catcher in baseball. Of a I know. <laughs> Which is just not fair if you're the Dodgers to have both. But um, are, is there, do you have any names that you're looking at for the trade deadline for the Giants? I know you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great class when you look at who's probably out there. You're talking about like Josh Bell and Brandon Drury being a couple of the better players available. Yeah, freight train if you want, if you need outfield. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the type of guy that that the Giants like. I mean, he's kind of a platoon guy, much better against right-handed pitching, always done well against right-handed pitching. Mm -hmm. They just they have a lot of left-handed outfielders. So, okay. I'm not sure about him. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly. Oh, I got one for you, be. Ben. Let's Ooh. get a little reunion going, huh? A little reunion, a little mad bump to the giant. <laughs> people have said that. A lot of people mentioned that around here. Yeah, we'll probably have to pay half his contract if we trade him to the Giants, I'm guessing. There's yeah, no way I mean, he's having him. a nice season. He's been solid. It's all because if you were to trade for Madbone, I told anyone you need Brent Strom in the deal as well because I think Madbone's falling apart uh, without Brent Strom on his pitching, uh, you know, behind him in his ear. But Ben, I guess we might as well do this uh, NL All Star ballot with the pitchers. But I think this segment has probably gone long enough, so we'll save it for segment number three. And if you want to place a bet, do you know what the place best place to place your bet is, Ben? Only place I go, bet oh. online. 
There we go. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your betting needs and sports info. Follow the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's get into our all-star ballots. We're going to listen to Ben's 12 pitchers. I actually have my own little ballot pitchers here, so we'll see how closely yeah. our two ballots are lined up and see where we have differences. So um, there's no particular order of power ranking, just from top to bottom. I don't know how you have it categorized, alphabetical, or who you think you know most deserving, but start off with any name you want, Ben. Yeah, so I did kind of categorize it. I broke it into slam dunks. Okay, I like and- that. I've got great, but not elite. Oh, this is fun. And then I've got fringe and then I've got relievers. And it's a, it, wow. we talked about this before we started recording. Uh, the reliever, it's tough yeah. to, to kind of make a call between an excellent reliever and a very good starter. Yeah. Because it's of a very, very good start, they pitch more innings. And that's part of what ticked me off so much when Rodon didn't make the all-star game at first. He got in, <laughs> thankfully, as an injury replacement. But a guy like Kershaw, as good as he's been... He's pitched like 40 fewer innings than Carlos Rodon. And to me, that matters a lot. Uh, so who are the Giants sending if it wasn't going to be Rodon? Peterson. Peterson made okay, it wow. in as a okay. fan vote. Starter. Oh, what? He's starting the game. He's starting? He's I didn't, starting. Oh, how did I miss that? Peterson is starting the game. Which All-Star to me, that's way more egregious than, I mean, it, no offense to Peterson. He's been a good addition, but he's, he's not one of the best eight position players in the league. That's crazy. I didn't know he was starting. I don't know how I overlooked that one. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, Peterson. I mean, he just uh, he gets slapped, and I guess the fans love him. So respect to Peterson on that he's one. A good, he's a he's a likable dude. Yeah, he's likable. I yeah, I mean, I didn't like him as much when he was on the Dodgers, but you know, he grew up a Giants fan, so he's fit in nicely over here. Um, but anyway, my slam dunks. Okay, this is tough because I don't. I don't really. It's it's. They're all good. These Wait, all let's start tough. with the bottom. If you got to categorize like that, let's start with the fringe guys and then okay. work our way to slam dunks. Okay, maybe. my hot take fringe guy uh-huh. might be a lot of people's number one guy. Oh, whoa, okay, and that's Tony Gonsolin. Okay, okay, okay. And the reason for that is like, here's the thing that I struggle with when I, when I think about this, and would the same would be true if it was like Cy Young voting. Is is it about just pure run prevention or is it about like the underlying kind of peripheral numbers that suggest maybe what you deserve and what you would perform like over a larger sample? So is it like process or is it actual results? And I, I could anybody can make a case for actual results and I wouldn't argue with that. So for Gonsolin, the ERA is so good. Currently pitching right now, I haven't mm-hmm. checked in on that score, but uh, I've got him. I got to have him in. So he makes it, but he's more of a fringe case. 
Okay, he's on my list too. I mean, Gonsolin's been a beast this year. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Leads the National League in ERA, as you yeah. said, but also leads the National League in whip and hits per nine. So when you're talking about not putting base runners on and not giving up earned runs, he's been one of the best. But I do agree the sample size is a little, a little bit smaller for him compared to some other guys I'm sure you're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so these these guys made it for me. Uh, Spencer Strider, I think mm. uh, he did not make it in reality. But if you look at... This is a guy who's like the process numbers are off the charts. The strikeout rate is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he's just been so dominant and he's moved to a starting pitching role. He was in the bullpen and he's just continued to be dominant as a starter. And he's a good story in baseball. So I've got him there. Uh, yeah, second other- year player too, 23 years old. Not yeah. a big sample size, but been phenomenal this year for Atlanta. Other fringe guys for me, Kyle Wright, Miles Michaelis. Okay. Pablo Lopez, Clayton Kershaw, and Merrill Kelly makes my hey. list. That guy deserves more respect than he gets. He pitched great the other night. So these are honorable mentions then? Though, yeah, exactly. Okay. I got Strider and Gonsolin making it. Sorry, yeah. And then those other guys are my just-missed fringe guys. Okay, respect to Merrill Kelly then, because he's been probably the best D-backs pitcher, honestly, this year. It's been close, you know, with him, Bumgarner, and Zach Allen. They kind of all alternate who's the best starter. But I do think Merrill Kelly is actually probably the workhorse in terms of who I expect to give me the most length start-to-start is probably Merrill Kelly out the rotation. Yep. Where do you want to go next? I got relievers. I got good, great, but not elite. Um, Hmm. Those guys all make it. Okay, actually, I think I want to do the reverse now. Let's start with the slam dunks and then work our way down because then we're starting with the easiest ones and then maybe there's some more discussion. Yeah, so my slam dunk, Sandy Alcantara, he's he's the guy who makes it first. He's the guy where actual results meet process results and he's just at the top of both lists right now, I think. Like, ERA is crazy, but also the peripherals are crazy. He leads the league in almost everything if it's not Tony Gonson. Like, he's the runaway Cy Young Award favorite right now in the National yeah. League. It's not even close. So you don't even need to have a long discussion on Sandy. Yep. And for me, Carlos Rodon is in this slam dunk category. Wow. And then I've also got Corbin Burns, mm-hmm. Max Freed, and Zach Wheeler. Wheeler currently pitching tonight and has given up some tanks to the, to the oh, really? Jays. So maybe yeah. maybe he slips, maybe, depending on how bad this start goes. But those are the five I have as slam dunks. Yeah, and Wheeler, another interesting one because he's currently an all-star snub. We'll see yeah. if he, you know, maybe he's an injury replacement, but he's been pretty good this year as well. He's got like a sub two five year rating, which will probably go up after that Blue Jays start. Um, pretty good strikeout artist, you know, right around double digit strikeouts per nine. So I was pretty surprised to see Zach Wheeler not make it because I did have him um on my list as well but the nl starting pitching like again like if you look at the nl starting pitching like era leaders the last couple years compared to the american league like it's a complete wash by the national league like last year we just go look at that cy young race like guys like i don't know freddie peralta who's like the third starter on the brewers like he's not even cracking like the top 10 cy young voting but if you put him in the american league like he might have won like i think uh one of those old pitchers last year like kyle gibson could have been you know a cy young candidate if he was in the american league or uh lance lynn like he's always top four every year in the American League the last few years just because the depth is not that strong. That's a big reason why Robbie Ray run it. Like there's not that many elite pitchers in the American League right now compared to the National League. So I'm definitely liking your slam dunks and I probably um, agree with most of them. I, when you uh, talking about your honorable mentions, I actually did have Miles Mikolas on my list. I like him for the Cardinals. He's had a pretty good season. But let's move on to your next tier, I guess. Your, your fringe yeah. guys or great, your great. Great yeah. but not elite. Like the these guys, it's kind of controversial for probably one or two of them to not be in the slam dunks category. 
but I had a reason for each one. And there's, there's mm. only three guys in this list, and it's um, I have them all making it on my all-star list for the NL pitchers, and it's Aaron Nola, uh, Logan wow. Webb, and Joe Musgrove. I think that Musgrove, a lot of people probably think of as a slam dunk, and he deserves to be there 100%, but I don't know. I think Logan Webb has a really good case to be an all-star, but he's not there at all. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Aaron Nola is probably the one that stands out to me. I mean, just look at the, you know, quick stats, a quick traditional stat line. Like his numbers just don't, you know, compare as much to some of the other guys you mentioned, even some of those honorable mention guys like the Miles Mikolist or even like a Pablo Lopez, who has been pretty good as well. So maybe Aaron Nola might be the one guy who's had a pretty good season so far. I just don't know if he's had the all-star season like some of these other guys that we talked about because, again, the NL pitching is just insanely deep this year. So I don't know if Nola would have cracked my roster. Yeah, I think it's a it's a case of the results versus kind of underlying numbers with Nola. Uh, yeah, the the ERA is three three five, but mm-hmm. the the FIP is two nine two, expected ERA two point nine one. All these other kind of peripheral numbers suggest maybe more two point nine as opposed to three point three five, and so that I put value in that. But if it's just run prevention based, then there's a lot of those guys on my just missed list who who would deserve to go more so it's it's a tough call and honestly like 12 pitchers may not be enough because all of these guys deserve to be there no that's what i'm saying it's way too deep this year and it's been like that the last couple years what's next on your list relievers relievers and it's tough i got two relievers going okay wow only two i had two I got one spots. I put three here because I felt like I needed at least three. Like I debated four. I felt like eight and four is a good number. But I was like, nah, I'll do nine and three to make up the 12. But two, I mean, it is tough. And we know Josh Hader. He's not going to be there because of injury. And he was a slam dunk um, person to make as well. So who are your two relievers? I didn't have him because it's tough because the the starters pitch so many more innings. And to me, it's like the Cy Young. You can have the greatest reliever of all time, but I'm probably not voting a reliever for the Cy Young unless there's not a great starting pitcher. You could be a great starting pitcher versus the greatest reliever of all time, and I'm probably going with the great starting pitcher because they throw so many more innings, and that just has more value. It's just like basic math, basically. (laughs) So, so, um. I have the two best, in my opinion, and that's Edwin Diaz and Ryan Helsley from the mm. Cardinals, who's having a breakout season uh, for St. Louis, and Edwin Diaz, just peak Edwin Diaz this year. And my my snubs are Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and A.J. Minter. They all deserve it. They're great, but but it's just I, I give the edge to starters unless it's just overwhelming. Wow. Only two. That's interesting. I did have Edwin Diaz and Heasley on my list as well, so I won't disagree with those. You do have a pretty interesting all-star battle because I know you're a guy who's pretty into the analytics. Don't you come from like fan graphs? Didn't you used to work over there or something like that? I wrote for the fantasy baseball side of fan graphs. Yeah, so we know you got to be into the heavy analytics if you used to write for fan graphs. So I don't hate your list at all, Ben Kaspik. I do have some disagreements. Probably Aaron Ola is probably my biggest disagreement, but again, this was such a tough a tough list this year. Are you one to watch the all-star game or the home run derby or any of the events where you're just like, eh, it's kind of on, but I really don't need it. It's kind of on. They honestly, this is as a steward of the game. Like I shouldn't be saying this, but the all-star game has become kind of boring to me because the pitching is so good that it's, there's not a lot of action. There's just a lot of really good pitching. So if you're into pitching, it's great, but 
generally the pitchers are so, like every guy is elite. And so I think that the NL pitchers have a combined ERA of like 2.08 or something this year. Yeah. It's just crazy. So, I mean, two runs per nine combined is what you're averaging from these guys. And so don't expect a high scoring game, I guess. And it might have been a bad rule, but I don't know. Should we bring back the World Series home field advantage no. goes to the winner? No, no, no. At least it brings a little think, meaning to the game. No. I think they should just have more fun with it and okay. throw lobs. I don't know. It's hard do to do something because in, in basketball, you know, they kind of just take it easy. Baseball mm. is just a hard sport to not play at full speed. And yeah. And maybe should they throw like underhand or do like cricket type pitching? That could be kind of interesting. Like softball Something. pitching, do the whole windup kind of thing and just yeah. <laughs> let it go. I don't know. Or maybe, honestly, let's just get really crazy. Let's just give the guys like aluminum bats or something like that. Oh, let's God. just, let's just say, if you want to <laughs> see, if you're talking about great pitching, let's just see some nukes then with some aluminum bats. I mean, it's the all star game. It should probably be like a 15 12 event anyway. Like, I yeah. don't know. It'd it should be, be there. If it was yeah. 15 12, but it's usually like three to two in the American League as an NL fan. The American League has dominated for like, 20 years and so it's kind of like gosh i wish the nl yeah would win a game which is and, interesting because we just talked about how it feels like all the pitchings in the national league but i do feel like there might be more feared hitters in the american league we look at the otanis the judges and the vlads like yeah in, in the middle of your lineup like that's gonna be pretty scary but the nl's gonna have a pretty nasty lineup too so i mean the league is pretty loaded right now i mean overall if i had to look at the balance the national league as a conference seems pretty stronger than the american league i think i saw today only the astros and yankees are like the only two teams in the american league on pace for like 90 plus wins this season which is just absolutely crazy yet i mean yeah yet the all-star game does seem to I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what the honestly, I gotta say, like the home field advantage thing, I hated that so much <laughs> it because it was a it didn't make sense. It made no sense. <laughs> it was like, uh, at least it, uh, the game means something, but yeah, it, it didn't was because any- they had the the tie and they're like, We can't have a tie, we have to make it matter. Just don't let it be a tie. Just have the extra inning rule that we have now or allow guys to like throw under I don't know. I yeah. I mean, growing up as a Red Sox fan, I definitely hated the rule because, like, if the Red Sox made the World Series and we had the better record than the NL team, it's like, wait, we got to put Big Poppy at first. Always got to sit on the bench like the first couple because games. Because of the All Star game. <laughs> yeah. No sense. Yeah. It didn't make any sense there. But Ben Caspic, the Lockdown Giants, thanks for hopping on today. The listeners haven't heard from you in a while, so they, they might forget. Where can they find you online? At Ben Caspic on Twitter. Pretty active there. Some data driven baseball takes analytics and, uh, the analytics yeah and, yeah and also some passion for for the game and uh, the show account is on twitter at lo underscore sf giants and what about yeah. you where can my listeners yeah we're you? about the manalytics over here at the lockdown dimebacks <laughs> podcast find us at creator towns 24 for my personal account just look up lockdown dimebacks on both twitter and instagram we're also on youtube so check us out okay. ben caspic of lockdown giants thanks for hopping on the pod today sir that's it for this edition. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll be talking to Javier Reyes more about the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby, so go check that out. Um, thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. The draft is around the corner, so you're not going to want to miss that. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces! <laughs>